blah 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 introduction all that jazz i'm nito kitch and we're closing out the eating out series with eating out the open weekend it has truly been a roller coaster with the series and honestly i am exhausted so this week i don't know like food puns first up <laughs> she eats food it's milia My name's Amelia, and I'm finally spaghetting out of this hell that is watching the Eating Out series in its entirety, and I can be found at the Nefarious Navigator on Instagram. Next up, orange you glad I didn't say crippling depression? (laughs) Lastly, they eat food. It's Ro. Hi, I'm Ro. Um... I'm a cheese souffle, I guess. <laughs> because that's what this whole movie series is, is just a big ball of cheese. <laughs> and you can find me on twitch.tv slash susqueenrow. Let's get this episode over with. <laughs> but first, Please. we have an apology to make. Last episode, we referred to a character as Justin. His name was, as it turns out, Jason. Sorry about that. In our defense, two of the three of us have already forgotten that the character exists, and so did this movie. This is very true. Also, I thought Benji's name was Jake almost the entire movie. <laughs> no, Amelia, he's Benji like the dog. So this is the part where the rap breaks down, we spoil the plot, so don't make a sound of complaining, because you've been warned. Last time, Casey and Zach broke up because Zach was bored with Casey and found a new hotness, Benji, a.k.a. Jake, and after having an orgy on stage, they won a trip to a gay resort for a weekend or a week or so. I don't really care at this point about specifics. Uh, They're at a resort (laughs) at the same time as their ex, and drama is gonna happen. Anyway, Zach and Benji are having troubles because Benji wants an open relationship, but Zach wants monogamy. Uh, <laughs> mahogany. <laughs> Zach wants monogamy. Mahogany. Zach wants mahogany. Uh, Zach, <laughs> Zach wants monogamy. It's a concept. It's a concept so foreign that NATO can't even pronounce it. <laughs> what Zach, is this monotony you speak of? <laughs> In my notes, it literally autocorrected to monotony. Uh, uh, Lily is now Zach's villain fag hag. Casey goes with Penny, which makes sense. Casey runs into a guy he knew from high school who was fat and now he's hot and he he agrees begrudgingly to be Casey's fake boyfriend to press Zach. Do I even have to continue at this point? You know what's going to happen, (laughs) right? It's the exact same plot. (laughs) Meanwhile, Penny and Lily are both trying to get the attention and hook up with Lewis, the bartender, a storyline that is vastly more interesting but handled just as poorly as the main one. At one point, the four white guys almost have an orgy. The liar is revealed to be Casey, but it doesn't matter because Zach and Casey are soulmates or some crap and they end up happily ever after in this series. It's probably going to be rebooted soon or continued in a couple of years. Please, God, no. The end. Um... But it's the same exact movie except marriage threatens to happen. 
So, before we start our discussion, I actually have a special guest, because this is the end of our five-week marathon of the Eating Out series, and I wanted to give y'all a treat. So joining us via Skype to seeing Sarah McLaughlin's Fallen is American Idol contestant and Eating Out 1 and 2's Kyle himself, Jim Vereros. Oh my god. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's right. I was going to reach out to him, but I ended up getting too self-conscious to even try in the fear that I'd be a mess of failure, so I just didn't. Um, so. Well, thanks, Nato. At least you got to hear a MIDI version of the opening to Sarah McLachlan's Fallen. Uh, speaking of which, how did y'all like the film? Um, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> how didn't I like the film? <laughs> Um, let me count the ways. I think we took, we took meticulous notes. <laughs> uh, you know, my notes for this episode eclipse those for any other movies we've covered so far. And I just kind of said during lunch, you know, screw it and deleted them all. So today we're going to do something a little bit different because I really don't want to talk about this movie. Hell, I, I never want to watch this movie again after I edit this episode because of how much it just... This I've movie, tried and failed to watch this movie in the past. Let's movie, just say that. <laughs> this movie pisses me off, which is kind of a compliment, because at least it gets reaction out of me, unlike Phoenix. Um, so, uh, um, Amelia, is, is there anything in particular about this movie that you liked? I mean, the series overall keeps... Uh, being at least inclusive of trans and bisexual people, so that's cool. <laughs> and Ro, is there anything uh, uh, in particular about this movie that really resonated with you? Uh, the hotel clerk. Oh yeah, Jan. Yeah. Jan, the hotel clerk. Uh, she was great. She the the movie should have been about her. If the movie was about her. I probably would have liked it a whole bunch better. And on a similar note, uh, Ro, is there any one thing that you hated about this movie or didn't care for specifically? Um, I think the list is too long. Um, <laughs> choose one at random. I... Mm, one at random... One thing I really hated is the amount of new characters that they just dropped into the movie and they're like, oh, yeah, this random hot guy is Casey's best friend that he's known since forever. And this random old gay couple is just another of Casey's friends that he's known forever. Yeah, like, I was really confused We don't really even know Casey that. that well. We don't I know Casey that well. I was very confused by those new people. To be fair, Casey was kind of dropped into this, like, out of nowhere, too, and so yeah. was Ryan. and they were just introduced, like, people that we were supposed to have known for ages. Yeah. And what about you, Amelia? And, and... <laughs> um... I just thought of something thing... I hated even more than that. 
but I'll hold on to it. One thing that I think just really bothered me about this was that uh, there was that line where, or that moment where Penny, or Louise thinks that the hormones belong to Penny, and he, like, rejects her sexual advance, and then she replies, like, well, if these hormones make me less of a woman, then you're not man enough for me or something like that. That really should have been delivered by Lily. Yeah. I think that was my least favorite thing in the movie. Like, do better. Have the actual trans person have that empowering moment. (laughs) Cool. So I have some sad news. Um, The series is actually pretty representative of quite a bit of media coming out around the time. So I feel like... Uh, the best thing we can really do right now with this episode is to just revisit the series, including this movie, to identify the things we feel worked about them and the things we feel should have been fixed. Mm-hmm. And then we're just going to, you know, we're going to, I don't, I've never seen the series, so I'm going to misuse this, uh, recondo it and just let it go. Um, that's, that's what. Sounds perfect. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to spark fun. <laughs> Welcome to the Eating Out Therapy episode. This show does not spark joy. <laughs> so we've okay. gone through five movies, at least 12 main characters, and the biggest question I have is what about this series really resonates with y'all? And what do you think res- about this series resonates with the people who watch it? It is very representative, at least somewhat. Um, of things that, especially for the time it was made in, other things were not necessarily caught up to. You know, like, you have the trans representation, you have, like, the bisexual representation. Uh, You kind of have this, although not executed well or really nuanced in a nuanced way, you have this conversation around non-monogamy and all this kind of stuff. So I think that throughout the series itself just kind of resonated with me. Although, if you're going to talk about non-monogamy, there are much better ways to do it. Oh, absolutely. No, than, this was not than, a good representation of it. <laughs> then fucking rules for you, no rules for me bullshit. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you're going to be in a non-monogamous relationship, you need to sit down and you need to talk. <laughs> yes, There's exactly. also open relationships where <laughs> one partner doesn't... Both partners don't really need to be uh, sort of, like, seeking others. There are plenty of open relationships where one mm-hmm. partner is happy being monogamous and exclusive with one person while they while they seek out other partners, uh, which is slightly different than poly- polyamory. Um, that's also, that's something I was kind of disappointed that this film didn't really, um, define very well because it just was like, oh, we're open. So we, so we have to sleep with people. Um, which, yeah, like not very representative of, of all the open relation of all open relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. and we spent a lot of time over the past oh four episodes uh talking about characters and their actions uh how literally everyone has used the liars revealed thread um but do you think in some ways this series evolved its use of sort certain tropes including the liars revealed uh thread or did it just kind of keep reusing them uh ad nauseum I mean, they did reuse it ad nauseum. 
I think. I, well, I mean, like the between one and two, there was a giant leap in storytelling capability, and then mm-hmm. from then on, it was just the same movie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I also want to go back to like the amount of straight by trans characters in this series, along with the older gays and. How that really wasn't something we saw in gay cinema uh, to the extent around this time. And I think it deserves a lot of credit for that. Because, like, everything was around young gay hotness. Specifically, young gay white hotness. Uh, You had series like uh, Noah's Ark, which was around the same time as well. um, That was exploring, um, basically... uh, something different and that was successful at the same time it was kind the one thing that i will say that i feel wasn't very inclusive about this series was its um non-caucasian characters or lack thereof everybody was white except for lily and octavio and lewis and the uh, old gay guy from Tammy um, from Open Weekend. Is it Tammy or Tandy? Jason, I guess his name is. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Oh, <laughs> the point is <laughs> the J guy. The point is the the point is everybody, like almost everybody in this series is white. Yes. At least the people that besides Octavio, well, right. But Octavio didn't actually hook up with the main characters. Everyone that, that hooks up with the main characters or and everyone that the main characters go for are Caucasian. Um. And I will say about um, representation within the queer community, because you were kind of talking about that a bit earlier, um, it can feel a bit, like, tokeny at the time like lily does sometimes feel like the token trans friend mm-hmm. but i mean at the time where were you getting a token trans anything <laughs> yeah i mean nowadays our media is so much more representative and i think a lot of that has to do with um people pushing the boundary in children's entertainment. Mm-hmm. And that actually um, brings us to um, another question I kind of want to ask, because there are a lot of characters in this series, both major and minor. So I was wondering if there is one character that you really kept with you um, or want to keep with you after this series is over. Feel free to say no. <laughs> um... I don't I, know. I do I think... like Lily as a character. I would love to see a, a spin-off series just about her. But also, you know, actually good and funny. <laughs> I I need some Tiffany Vandersloot energy in my life, I think. It's either going to be Mink Stoll because just Mink Stoll or Octavio <laughs> for me. Um <laughs> <laughs> Octavio is great. Octavio is amazing. Actually, Octa- Octavio, Octavio will respect your the entire series. Octavio, Octavio respects will, yeah. boundaries. God, there were uh, so Oct- many scenes in this Octavio particular one. Octavio will listen one to you when you say no. That were just like, 
I think one that particularly unnerved me was when they were having that threesome thing and he's like, well, he said, please. Like, what? What? No. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, nothing good happens after you say, I mean. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. So this was back in this movie was made back in 2011, and it feels like a lot has changed since then, especially uh, consent culture. Mm-hmm. Um, what really strikes you looking back at this as some sort of like time capsule? Mm-hmm. The fact that it was 2011, and we still didn't have gay marriage. Yeah, legally, countrywide, they were talking about there being a, like a couple hour long window where all the gays gotta get married because after that it'll be illegal again in 2011 in 2011 which was only 10 years ago yeah this movie is 10 years old this movie is 10 fucking years old practically a classic i know speaking of this movie came out while i was in college Um, this movie came out while I was in high school. No, wait. Oh, this was after I was dropped out of college. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. The first movie came out while I was in while I was in high school. Man, this series lasted a long time. Um. So, uh, since this is for now, pro possibly forever, the last movie we have and the ending of the KCX Zack storyline. Do you think this movie was a good ending uh, for them? Mm. Eh. I don't know. I feel Is like... It- they just acknowledge that they have a toxic relationship and they didn't really do anything about it. They're like, well, I guess we still love each other. <laughs> what if we get married? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Marriage fixes all the relationship problems you have. <laughs> Marriage isn't a relationship fixer, NATO. Marriage is a political statement. <laughs> And Benji. so, and so are threesomes. <laughs> Benji just didn't know what he wants, except Benji, sex with other men. Benji you... just wanted an excuse to hoe himself out after having having to pretend he was straight for an entire movie. It's it's so <laughs> weird. No, like it's so weird because like Benji in the last movie was so concerned about like getting in the middle of an actual like couple that he pretended to be straight to like avoid messing with their relationship especially since they were having problems and in this one he's just like no i can absolutely see well maybe he can't because of the acting but you know what i mean uh he's like can totally see that you're you know uncomfortable with this but we're gonna do it anyway um which is just like there's a lot of character inconsistencies between the last movie and this movie that just kind of piss me off. Um, speaking of which, uh, do you think that Lily and Penny got enough uh, send off for their send offs, or do you think Lily and Penny got good enough send offs? 
Nah. Um, I mean, I felt, I felt like, especially Penny, she was one of the better characters in the entire series. You know, I would have liked to see her like lose her virginity, <laughs> for real. Um. I honestly would have loved to see the Penny x Lily thing happen. Oh, yeah, me too. I was hoping that that's surprised. where they were going with it. I'm surprised they didn't take it there. Because they leaned in to do it and they were like, ha ha ha, nope. <laughs> Let's put the man in the middle. <laughs> like every other person having sex in this series. <laughs> Speaking of people having sex, um, now that we've seen the full arc of Tiffany Vandersloot, what are your thoughts on her? Like I said before, I need some Tiffany Vandersloot energy in my life. Like, sometimes I just don't have the energy and, like, the mental security to, like, go out and hoe it up and, like, really mean it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, may the spirit of Tiffany Vandersloot, who apparently in this movie killed a man, <laughs> and we'll never find out why, and, ha- and help me hoe out. <laughs> we'll find out in the sequel. Um, <laughs> yeah, she said there was going to be a sequel. She, she knows why. she's li- she Can we knows super she's false living advertising? in a movie. She uh, knows. Amelia, She's living in a movie. <laughs> Amelia, what about you? What are your thoughts on Tiffany? I mean, I liked Tiffany. I think the last two movies, they kind of wasted her. And this one, it was a little funnier with her just, like, randomly burying a dead body. But, like, I still think maybe they could have had her just, you know, make have a little bit more of a press, presence. Maybe she's burying the dead body on the beach that the resort is on. I feel I like know. so in this movie for clarity for clarification, um, they have a split screen of Tiffany and Minkstol uh, giving advice to Casey. Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry, to Penny. Is it Penny or Casey? I've it's already to forgotten. both of them, right? Weren't they on a group call? They were. Yeah, they, they were, were both on the yeah, phone on with a... Minkstol and with Tiffany. Anyway, Minkstol so... was getting it. Yes, she I kind is of, queen. I kind, I feel like it's a wasted to basically have them on a group call and kind of like battle with each other for attention. And B, it is pretty well established that Ming Stoll's character hates Tiffany, and there were no like uh, no subtle like jabs from Ming Stoll at Tiffany, and I feel like that was a really missed opportunity. But I really like Tiffany. I think Tiffany as the mascot for this series really works. Um, because she just kind of... She goes for everything that she wants. And she, sometimes she makes mistakes. Sometimes she's pretty accidentally racist. And sometimes she's like the person who has your back above all th- other things. And I really respect that. Yeah. Um, so looking back, one of the things we brought up more than once in the series is the use of deception and manipulation, and this is actually our best opportunity to talk about setting boundaries and consent within relationships, 
especially since a big part of this movie deals with Zack not consenting to things like messing around with a stranger in front of his boyfriend, marriage, and even the open relationship. So what advice would you give to people like Zack who are fear who are feeling pressure to go against their boundaries in relationships? Talk to your partners. Mm-hmm. Set clear boundaries. It's so important. And if, if they keep any pushing relation- you... <laughs> no, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. If any relationship is going to succeed, there needs to be open communication between all parties. Yes, and um, if... If one person is not consenting and the other person is not accepting that, then it's time to move on because that's, that's not cool. Yo, if somebody, you got to respect people's boundaries. If somebody says no, they say no, you know? Right. I also think that there are situations where you maybe shouldn't give someone a second chance. Uh, Let's say, I don't know, hypothetically, they used their friend's ex-boyfriend's photo to catfish you into getting information so that they can try and get with you. That's not someone you really want to, you know, associate yourself with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let alone end up in a happily ever after with, in my opinion. Um, I also think that, yeah, like communication is really important and you should absolutely be with someone that you're comfortable communicating with and also knows, uh, your limitations and your anxieties when it comes to communicating with and is comfortable talking to you about things. Um, right. Oh. Yeah. And if you and if you do have problems or you are feeling uncomfortable about the idea of communicating with your partner, find um, find a third party that you know and trust to help facilitate that conversation. Not to take sides or back you up, but just to sit there and to help you have a conversation. Exactly. Because in the end, that's what's important is sitting down and talking things out and this is my other big point with this and i think this is something that's not talked about enough thankfully sorry ro i have amelia um who (laughs) is at least uh um accepting of me enough to listen to like everything that i go through (laughs) um because it's important to have someone that you're comfortable talking about when it comes to your activities and your relationship Mm -hmm. to get honest feedback from and guidance because you should you shouldn't just see your friends as like someone that you hang out with socially they're part of your life and they can have an outside perspective that maybe can show you something that you may not have seen before, some kind of warning that you need to do something within a relationship to maybe nip something in the bud or even call you out on your own bullshit, you know, when you mess up and don't realize it, which Amelia has done. Uh, Thank you very much (laughs) for that. But be honest. Be honest with your friends 
and don't be afraid to ask them for help or discuss your personal life with them because they are literally your friends and also have a good enough relationship with them where if they're uncomfortable hearing about certain details about your about your personal life that they'll let you know so you can adjust and continue on yeah also therapy is a great thing very much so (laughs) find a therapist find a therapist that you trust (laughs) i haven't seen a therapist in a long time so if anybody knows somebody good like hit me up you know where to find me i gave you my twitch channel at the beginning (laughs) find a therapist like my ex-therapist who told me that since my ex was cheating on me, I needed to cheat on him more. Find a therapist like that. Um, no, no, no. Find a therapist that's the opposite of yeah, that. Yeah, find a therapist that does not give you advice such as that. <laughs> Speaking of therapy, um, so how do you think this series could have handled some of the problems you have with it if it were remade today? I would have really liked to see a more nuanced discussion around the ethical non-monogamy deal. You know, I think there were a lot of opportunities where, oh, sorry, clear my throat. Um, There were a lot of opportunities when maybe when Zach is talking to Lily, Lily, you know, could have kind of elaborated more on the, you know, well, this is okay, you know. If you're into it, but if you're really not, like, you need to have a conversation. I don't, I feel like that kind of thing just sort of fell flat. Like, there were moments where Lily was giving advice where it, like, almost reached there, and then it just didn't quite go, I think, far enough. Because if they had, you know, done that, I think this could have actually made for, like, an interesting, you know, movie. I feel like the writers of this movie chose, like, the open weekend topic just so they could make jokes and then, like, didn't actually talk to any non-monogamous people. Well, and I think it gave me vibes of, like, I think this might have been made around the same time as um, Friends with Benefits and Hall Pass. If not, maybe a few years before that. But I think it was oh, kind this of is around... also Yeah, isn't this also, like, around the time mm-hmm. that culturally, like, the like the celebrity cheat list was, mm-hmm. like, a big thing? Like, oh, oh yeah, who are your five? Like, you know, that well, was actually the same year as this. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. So I think it was yeah. a, a time in the in the conversation where it was just kind of starting to come out, and exactly like Rose said, you have a bunch of writers who are like just kind of writing this non-monogamy thing with you know out actually consulting people who are non-monogamous. <laughs> right. I feel like this. There's a theme that runs through this whole series where they keep almost hitting on really nuanced topics and then just missing the mark entirely. Yeah. Like, Even... it's nice to see that level of consistency, but I would rather see that in, like, consistently good writing or, yes. like, consistent, consistently good character choices. Or even consistently good characters. That would be nice. (laughs) So, going along with that just a little bit, um, do you feel like this series deserves another shot since we're getting remakes and continuations like Boy Culture and Queer as Folk? 
I think with not, the rights... Not under this name, no. Yeah, I think, I I think with like, the rights screenwriters yeah. and, like, the right people behind it, there are elements of these movies that I think if remade could make for, like, really, really good stories. We are right. available for your screenplay. Um, <laughs> right, hint, hint, <laughs> hint. <laughs> let it let, let let us write eating out six. It'll be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> we promise. So, kind of bringing this to a close. What is one thing about the series you really wish they had changed? Like out of everything in it. It could be a character, it could be a scene, it can be a moment, it can be a general idea. The plot, just one time. One time I'd like a plot that's different than the liar's reveal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, same, same. Is oh, there... wow, that was a very aesthetically pleading, pleasing laugh I just did on the audio thing. <laughs> We're going to have to make that your ringtone. Um... I'm making golf claps. <laughs> golf, golf claps into the mic. <laughs> well, is is there anything else y'all want to say about the series? It's over. Um, actually, there is one thing. Um, I'm surprised and pleased to announce that, uh, the two penis rule was never broken once over all five movies. This is true. <laughs> there is, is a, true. there is a steady two penis in every movie. <laughs> Actually, in this movie, there was, there was two penis and a tail. Yes. Which is weird, but yes. The tail really cannot weird. get hard, by the way. <laughs> Learned that. <laughs> that was a question that actually got asked in the movie. <laughs> Alright. But that's that was so weird, though. Where did the tail thing come from? I don't know, is that but like I have a, like this... Is that a thing? I feel like I have this weird memory of some other, like, 2000s, 2010s, like, era raunchy comedy where, like, they had a tail. Like, somebody Mm. had a tail and it was, like, a whole joke. So I feel like maybe that was, like, a thing that for some reason people were using as a joke back in those days. Well, if you have any more information about this, you can hit us up at Gay Acapod on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, please, (laughs) tell us. What's with the tail? Is it a thing? Is it a is it a thing that's just in movies? Like, I need to know. <laughs> I guess it's time we bring this tail to an end. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, Amelia, Grubhub or fasting? Fasting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no more comments. Uh, no more Ro. comments. Yeah, just fasting. <laughs> Ro, are you going back for fifths? Uh, I think seconds was enough for me. <laughs> anyway, that's what we think. But if you've seen this movie or end up watching it later, we'd love to hear your thoughts and your experience with it. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Gayacapod. That's G A Y E C A P O D. 
While you're there, why not suggest a movie for us to watch in the future? We're always looking for new suggestions. We can't wait to experience more movies with you. That aren't eating out. <laughs> Actually, if if I may, just for a second. Um, because y'all saw how much I wrote. Um, paragraphs. Paragraphs. Actual paragraphs. Actual, literal paragraphs. <laughs> Literally. So many paragraphs. <laughs> There's like a solid just, block of notes that's like <laughs> an actual essay. <laughs> I I just want to say this one because it's the thing that just... Mm, out of everything in this series, I want to leave you with this. Zach's like, oh no, oh no one is appreciating me except for my ex who totally would have respected me enough to know... To, uh, respected me enough not to have an open relationship and i know he respects me because he committed identity theft in order to get with me <laughs> yeah the fuck is up with that thank you for taking this journey with us next week i feel what we is... deserve something different something we can all love apparently so we'll oh be pulling our wigs down from the shelves see you then Oh, oh get my, my makeup goodness. ready. Tune in next week. It's going to be amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs>